Welcome to the White Horse Rides. I'm Mark Stephen. Today, a special edition. Be sure to give us a like, a share, or leave a comment. Well, a huge day in the end of an era in Calgary Stampeder history. The team has traded quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, or more accurately, his rights. They, the Tiger Cats, they'll have to sign him. There's also an exchange of draft choices between the teams. First, I guess we knew this day was about to take place sooner or later. Turns out it was sooner, though, just a few days after both teams' seasons ended. But it still marks the end of one of the most successful careers in Calgary Stampeder history. Where does he rank in terms of all-time Stampeders? You know, maybe we can do a deeper dive on that on a future show, but to me, he's easily top five maybe even top three. You know what, we'll save that for another day. But there's little doubt a Hall of Fame induction waits. Ironically, the Hall of Fame is in Hamilton. But to the events of today, Hamilton had to acquire him, and Cats boss Orlando Steinauer was speaking out. Was this expedited? I'm talking about the move to acquire him to get a head start on 2023. Here's Steinauer. Uh, I think it's expedited just because ours did end. Uh, earlier than we anticipated. It's really that simple. And there's no sense in waiting. Uh, we've had lots of meetings uh, personnel-wise and, and uh, you know, even above that uh, about trying to get better. And uh, we don't, we're, we're not acquiring the rights um, uh, without a, a confidence factor that we could get this done. However, we, we do understand that there is the chance that that doesn't happen, Rick. Um, we have met extensively about this and you know the value of communicating uh, a couple of months early we felt outweighed um, the compensation that, that we may have to give up in the unlikely event that uh, we aren't able to sign sign Bo but uh, rather than wait until um, the legal tampering if you will week this was just the timing was right for us both of your seasons, Calgary to Hamilton, ended on the same day. This is relatively quick after you ended. Did you feel you were in a bit of a competition with other teams to get a, a deal done? And how did the process start? Well, we just the process started by evaluating where we were at and what was uh, possibly going to be available um, to us to try to get better for 2023. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that there were going to be other suitors um, for a, a talent like Bo, and so we we oh sorry Steve I thought I was echoing there buddy uh, yeah th there's no doubt that other teams would have would have wanted his services um, and so that you know us getting the jump on that it should you know we, we're hoping that that can help us in some sort of way you are the Grey Cup host for 2023. Did that play a role in that, uh, not only being the host, but being the winning host? Yeah, <laughs> interesting question there, Mark. Uh, we try to win the Grey Cup every year. That, that's the, the most straightforward thing. Uh, we, you know, we have been in the game several times as when I've been here as a coordinator and, and obviously as a head coach, we haven't won the ultimate prize. The goal is to go after it every year. This is um, one of the earlier exits that we've had in the playoffs since I've been around here. And so um, we're just trying to get better for 2023, but we would do the same thing uh, 
the, the process remains the same that we have every offseason is that that is to get better than the year before. Hey, listen, let's not forget, Hamilton was a major disappointment in 2022. Yes, they made the playoffs, but they really struggled for much of the year. Remember, they played in the last two Grey Cups, so obviously this was a steep falloff. So what is the situation in Hamilton? Let's catch up with Rick Zamprin, who hosts the popular fifth-quarter call-in show on CHML Radio in Hamilton. Rick, were you surprised with today's news? I am surprised at the timing of it. Usually, you know, these kind of big stories are usually reserved until after the Grey Cup. I know, I know Grey Cup week hasn't officially started, but, you know, we have the two combatants and, and, you know, 99 times out of 100, the league tells its teams that, you know, if you have anything big planned, leave it for after the Grey Cup. We don't want to steal any of the thunder from Grey Cup week, but uh, lo and behold, here we are talking about a massive acquisition by the Hamilton Tiger Cats who have obtained the uh, negotiating rights to one bowl Levi Mitchell. So the gauntlet has been dropped and now the the fun and games begin to see if he does sign. Does he want to test the waters in free agency? There are other teams, of course, that will be uh, interested in his services. Um, but right now the Ticats own the card and let's see if they can turn it in with a, a big contract for Bo Levi Mitchell. Well, that'll be the issue, and uh, of course, it leads to the next obvious question, Rick. There is a, a starting quarterback in place who wears number nine, uh, Dane Evans, who uh, had, I would say, a fairly erratic year this year. What, if any, is his future with the Hamilton Tiger Cats? Yeah, good question. I mean, that's that's one of the questions I asked in uh, the media availability with uh, head coach Orlando Steinauer, who also is the VP of football operations. So he holds the hammer in the hammer in terms of who's coming and who's going. And really, Coach O was noncommittal on the future of Dane Evans. He did intimate that Dane wasn't happy with the decision, but who else in his position would be ecstatic with having a future Hall of Fame quarterback potentially become potentially the starter of the team that you are the starter of? So I, I can imagine that Dane, who and you are on are hundred percent accurate in, in the assessment of his play in 2022. It was a, a roller coaster of all roller coasters. It started horribly. Uh, he was injured halfway through, finished with a flourish, but just not good enough to get this team uh, over the hump and into serious contention for a Grey Cup. And now you have a guy who, as I mentioned, is destined for the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, who's won Grey Cups, who's been the most outstanding player of the year in the Canadian Football League, has been arguably the best quarterback of his generation coming in and uh, not only stealing snaps, but maybe stealing the big contract in town because you're not going to pay two quarterbacks $400,000 plus, which Dane is currently getting. He's going to have to either restructure or going to have to be shown the door. It all depends on how the negotiations with Mitchell go. Yeah, well, it's much the same situation here. They got Jake Bear signed for a big ticket next year, and they aren't going to play pay two players for the same position. Rick, just overall, was this uh, a move that they made because it was Bo Levi Mitchell, or is it a move in reaction to what was a, certainly a subpar and unexpected season that seemed to go sideways for the Ticats until the very, very end of the regular season? I, I would say it's a bit of both, but I would say more so because it's Bo Levi Mitchell. Yeah, Dane Evans did not have a great campaign this year, but when you are able to get a quarterback of Mitchell's status, of his potential, still at the age he's going to be 33 next year, uh, I, I think you got to make that splash, knowing that... You know, the last time the Ticats had a Grey Cup winning quarterback or or quarterback who came to the team after winning a Grey Cup previously, 
was a guy that you're familiar with in Calgary too, and that's Henry Burris. Came to Hamilton, had a, you know a really good season statistically in year one with the Cats. The team didn't do so well, but in that second year, 2013, he guided them to the Grey Cup in Regina, which is kind of you know funny that we talk about it with the big game in Regina this Sunday. But that was the last time the Tie Cats made a big splash in the offseason with a free agent acquisition of this ilk. Bo Levi's in that same kind of category, a guy who won the championship, a guy who has been arguably the best at his position, the most important position in football. And I think so, you know, when you look at what he brings to the table, that championship pedigree and the fact that Dane did not have a good season and there might be a smidge of a thought in Coach O's mind and maybe others in the front office that did we get the peak of Dane a year or two ago? And is he starting to regress? And if that regression is coming quicker than many thought, then now is the time to you know make this move. But I think this is more about Mitchell and what he can potentially add to this team than about the year that Dane just had. Fair enough. Yeah, you're right about uh, Bo Levi Mitchell. And I got to believe the, you know, the Ticats weren't the first to call the Stampeders either. I think, uh, you know, that was kind of brought up by Orlando Steinhauer that they were in a bit of a competition. So sometimes you just got to put your best foot forward as soon as you can. Yeah, I would suggest that, uh, you know, Saskatchewan was in the hunt for Mitchell. I would think Montreal probably would have made a call. Uh, who knows? Maybe even Toronto, if they weren't going to the Grey Cup, would have said, you know what? we got to switch gears. And they might still, in fact, try to do so. If they don't win on Sunday, they may say, you know what? We're just not going to get it done with McLeod Bethel-Thompson. That remains to be seen with the championship game still coming up. Um, you know, other teams probably would have looked at Bo Levi as well to say, do we do we make this move? Do we shuffle the deck chairs? Do we try to improve at this position? Um, you know, uh, I, I give credit to the Ticats for kind of jumping mm-hmm. out of the starting block early to make this move. And now they have those exclusive rights until at least until free agency begins. Yeah, roughly three months, just under three months there. Rick, uh, is this the start of maybe an overhaul of the Cats because of the tough season? Or is this just a, a certain circumstance that favored Bo Levi Mitchell? Because as they say, you know, team didn't perform to their standards. They just think it was a one-off or is this the start of an overhaul? Yeah, I don't think an overhaul is needed, really. When you look at the core of this team, there are guys who are getting up there in years, like Simone Lawrence, Ted Laurent, probably the two guys that come to mind, Chris Van Zyl, who did not play uh, much football at all this season. Uh, you know, those horses have been there, done that. Will they be back next year? That remains to be seen. But you look at other guys like Javon Santos-Knox at the middle linebacker position, Cam Kelly, who has, you know, years ahead of him of, uh, you know, providing some great football, uh, Tim White stepping into elite receiver status this season, Stephen Dunbar Jr., uh, still a young and up-and-coming, still has a lot to learn at the CFL level, and that's saying a lot, saying that he cracked a 1,000 yards. You know, Wes Hills kind of improved at the running back position. They have good pieces now, I think, on the offensive line and the D-line with guys like Dylan Wynn and Julian Hauser and Malik Carney. Uh, You know, their secondary might use some tweaking, but I thought it was pretty stout for most of the season. Yeah, they had some bad games, but I think overall played well as a unit. And, you know, the the, the rookie kicker Seth Small I thought was very very good in fact the the, the highest field goal percentage in Tiger Cats history and that's saying a lot with guys like Paulus Baldiston and Bernie Ruoff and uh, Justin Medlock from a few years ago so I think they got some pieces there yeah they're gonna have to you know insert some elite players here and there to get to that championship kind of status or you know that perennial Grey Cup contender again um, I, I think the building blocks are there they just now have to you know uh, uh, smooth out the edges and uh, and get to that elite kind of team status again 
I know it's only been a little bit of time, so maybe you haven't had a chance to gauge the public reaction, but uh, what have you heard? Uh, any sentiment on acquiring somebody of Bo Levi Mitchell's pedigree? Yeah, I mean, the reaction on social media has been fierce, as you can imagine. Whenever a team makes a, a move such as this, there are uh, a lot of people that want to lend their voice to the conversation. And what I've seen so far is a lot of positive. You know, they the, the, this fan base was not happy with how this team got out of the gate at 0-4, you know, 3-9 and by Labor Day. Yeah, they made a great push at the end of the season, winning five out of the last six, including four in a row entering the playoffs. But the fact of the matter is they looked at the win-loss column and there were more losses than more wins. A first-round playoff exit, which this this Ticats fan base, at least over the last decade, isn't really used to. So, I think that you know the appetite for change was there. Um, I'm not sure how many people legitimately thought that Mitchell could potentially be a Ticat, but there were those even on the fifth quarter on 900 CHML intimating that you know what we should go after Bo. Jake Mayer's the guy in Calgary. Bo's going to be available. Let's go after him. So, I think there's a lot of excitement in the city now. You know that that thirst for him to sign is kind of there because that's not a guarantee. Bo Levi can say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, play my cards close to the vest. I'm going to wait till free agency, see all the numbers that come to me, and then we'll make a decision. I, you know, in my heart of hearts, I think the Ticats get a deal done before that, but who knows? The CFL is a strange league and I wouldn't put uh, past anybody to make that kind of decision. So that's the Hamilton side of things. And let's get this right. Let's give Bo Levi Mitchell the last word. Let's hear him discuss his health and his situation going forward. Any doubts about your health and the future, Bo? The only doubt I've ever had is when, when my shoulder two years ago was in question. And I just, I think anybody goes through a major injury, um, you know, it's just different when you're, you know, you're a running athlete or you, you know, require explosion and you, you lose a knee. Um, you know, it's, it's different. But to be a guy that relies solely on my right arm, you know, the way that Renee relies on his right leg, um, you know, when you injure that, that's when things come into question. Um, they, they didn't respond the way that I wanted to in 19 or in 20, or sorry, 21, I guess. Um, and finally this year, you know, this offseason, there was just a, you know, eureka moment and things changed and all of a sudden the arms started coming back and feeling great and feeling strong. And, um, you know, that, that, that light never went out. It just, it, you know, went down a little bit. Um, but it definitely has been, you know, reinvigorated and is, uh, the flames as big as it's ever been. So, um, I'm just excited to play football. So as mentioned, it's the end of a very successful era. All we can say, thanks to Bo Levi Mitchell. That's the White Horse Rides. Thanks for listening. I'm Mark Steven.